What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Big thanks to Fantasy Alarm, the Sawdust Podcast Network, for putting this little marriage made in heaven uh, on your uh, on your fantasy sports and gambling uh, plate. So eat up, yum yum. Uh, Adam, uh, we're recording here on Wednesday. What an oddball day! Like. Wednesday football. I was like, I don't even know what to say about it. It was, uh, it was, it was a lousy game. I wasn't expecting a whole lot from. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything from the Ravens. From the Pittsburgh side, though, um, I was expecting a lot more than what we got. And uh, I gotta tell you, it was, uh, it was pretty grotesque. Yeah, I'm actually not surprised. They just didn't have a lot of practice. It was a very weird situation. You know, Roethlisberger talked about it after the game. He said the toughest part was just not knowing when you're going to play. They initially thought they would play Thursday night on Thanksgiving. Then it was moved to Sunday. Then it was moved to Tuesday. Then it was moved to Wednesday. So practices probably have been difficult. Let's not forget Pittsburgh had some COVID situations as well. I mean, obviously the Ravens were hit really hard. And were depleted in this game, but uh, not surprising that they were sloppy. I mean, there was a lot of drop passes in this game. Deontay Johnson, I don't know what was on his hands, what he dipped them in, but certainly it was definitely greasy. He couldn't hold on to the football. Claypool had an opportunity to catch his touchdown, couldn't get it. Ebron, who we're used to, was dropping passes. So it it was kind of sloppy. It's one of those divisional games. And uh, not too surprised the Ravens kept it close. They got fortunate. There was the punt return that was muffed by McLeod that set up an easy score for the Ravens. And then the late touchdown to Marquise Brown. So it's not like the Ravens did much. They did mismanage the clock right before half. So it could have been a better day. But Steelers, I've always said this, they always have a couple games a year. They play down to the level of competition. But I'm not even going to say that was the case here. I just think it was a tough spot with, all the questions of when the game was going to be played and uh, really not surprised by this. I thought like the under was the best bet. I didn't bet it, but if I would have, it would have been the under. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people took the Steelers minus 10, minus 10 and a half. And uh, the reason why when it looks too obvious that you don't really jump on it is because of what happened. <laughs> right. Isn't that the way? Isn't that the way? Yeah. I was kind of leaning on the under in this one as well. Um, I'm glad I did not bet it. I just, you know, again, you, you want to leave it out. You know, we've talked about this. You and I have talked about this before. Uh, you know, players are creatures of habit and to, to be completely thrown off your schedule. Like how many times do we look at the injury report on a Wednesday and it's like, this guy didn't practice, this guy didn't practice. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like veteran day off. So, you know, what's usually a veteran day off all of a sudden becomes game day. Uh, and I just, yeah, I wanted no part of that. None at all. Um, all right. So what we're going to do for you guys here, we're going to go through the, uh, the lines for week 13. There's no Thursday night game. So we got plenty of time to dig in fantasy wise, DFS wise. Um, very interested to, to see Adam, some of your leans here. Um, only because, you know, I do the live stream with Craig Mish and, and we talk about the, uh, our, our leans as well. But I think one of the things that's most important here is that it's Wednesday night where we're recording this. These games don't take place until Sunday, some of them Monday and some, and even one on Tuesday. With the, the state of COVID right now, I mean, I, 
you know, unless there's a line that I feel like it's going to move so dramatically in the, uh, in the other direction, like, I don't want to even like lay down action on, uh, on any of these early lines because you just don't know what's going to happen. That's absolutely true. I mean, think about it. Uh, we do our, you know, alarm after hours underdog bet on Thursday. And what did I take last Thursday? Ravens plus four. Obviously, that line moved. So and that was before Lamar Jackson was ruled out. I wouldn't have taken it, obviously, even though they almost covered. I still almost won. Right. But yeah, there's just so much that can change. And especially with COVID increasing throughout the country. And uh, I think the testing for the Ravens and the Steelers the next few days is going to be very interesting as well. So, yeah, usually I don't like to put anything on early in the week unless something really jumps out. And I'm like, well, that is way off. Yeah. If you see that, definitely put the wager in early. If not, then uh, it's okay to wait it out. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, listen, just it happened on Saturday night where we found out that uh, the Broncos were going to be playing without quarterbacks. Right. If, if I didn't, uh, you know, I, I usually wait to submit my picks for the Westgate uh, pretty late, pretty close to the deadline, only because of all of this happening. Um, had I put my picks in early, um, I probably wouldn't have taken the Saints in the, in the Westgate. It was like Saints minus six. Um, and then, you know, and that was all, you know, obviously the, the lines lock on Wednesday. Um but I mean, I almost took the Eagles and that would have been a, a loss because it was Eagles getting five and a half, not the six and a half, the way the line moved to on uh, on Sunday. So, you know, that's definitely just a, a lesson for everybody is that you need all of this information right now. And betting early is uh, is a, becoming a lot more of a risky proposition for anybody. Um, Do you know how many people took the Saints in that pool? No, you know, we, we, I, I, I can look it up because the funny thing was, was, you know, Craig and I were talking about the fact it was not the most taken game in the Westgate. Wow. That's maybe, you know, what probably happened and you tell me people locked in their picks early. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it was. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, when you see, what was it, minus five, you said? Minus six. Yeah, I mean, either way. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it went all the way up to 15 and a half. Uh, you knew that there was no way the Broncos were going to be able to be competitive in that game. No, there was no way. There was no way. Well, let me look at the uh, at the line here, see if I can find the um, what the uh, the the consensus picks were. Usually you get a, a look at that. Although maybe they don't do it on the Westgate line. Maybe they were doing it on a different site. Either way, it was not. Craig told me he was like, it's not the it wasn't the most picked game, which, you know, obviously it's a, it's kind of a shock. It's a bit of a shock. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through our our you know the lines right now. We're gonna go through each game, give you some thoughts on it, but again. Not really recommending betting anything uh, this early. Before we get to those lines, how about a little shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, the DFS site you need to be playing on, especially if you love those prop pick games. If you love the prop pick games, get it on Monkey Knife Fight. Here's why. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. 
MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, here we go, Adam. Let's just kind of take it game by game. We can start off with the uh, the early slate. Uh, Raiders uh, facing the Jets in New York. Jets are getting eight points at home. I mean, the Raiders looked horrible. Like, just didn't even show up against the uh, the Falcons in that game. Um, and yet still an eight-point favorite. Could you imagine what this line would look like if, like, the Raiders beat the Falcons? Say they beat them, like, 26-21. Like, could you imagine what the line would have looked like now against the Jets? Would have been bigger than eight. Um, what do you think here? Do you do, do the Raiders bounce back and throttle the Jets, or do the Jets keep it close at home? I mean, part of me wants to say the Jets keep it close at home, but it's kind of it's hard to back that up with any data. I mean, the Jets are two and nine <laughs> against the spread this year. They've lost by an average of fifteen and a half points. So. I think a lot of people want to go against the Raiders because of what they saw last week, but I can't imagine they no-show two weeks in a row, and we have seen them bounce back off bad games. So my lean is towards the Raiders, but I don't love it. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Cincinnati taking on the Dolphins. <laughs> Listen, man, I, the Bengals kept it close against the Giants. I mean, granted, the Giants, they lost Daniel Jones, and it was Colt McCoy. Sounds like the Dolphins are going back to Tua. I mean, can you can you look at this Miami offense and say they deserve to be an 11.5-point favorite over anybody? No. No way. Uh, especially if Tua is in there. I mean, Fitzpatrick, even with him still, they just haven't been great offensively. Defensively, they've been tremendous this year. Yeah. Um, but if I was... I don't know. I don't have a strong lean here either on this game. It's such a high number. You know, I hate I hate this high number. Uh, Bengals did stay competitive last week, but I think that was part of, you know, Daniel Jones leaving the game. He was moving the ball on them. Uh, it's hard to see uh, this offense having success against this Dolphins defense. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, another sticking point. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, not a, not a lean for me here. I mean, obviously, you know, when you look at, at lines that, that are that big, you tend to want to look towards getting the points, but you make a great point. I mean, you're talking about Brandon Allen, Gio Bernard going up against this, uh, this Dolphins defense. The Dolphins run defense isn't really that great, but their corners are rock solid. 
Uh, I just, yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Although, you know, come on, Tyler Boyd against Nick Needham in the slot. Ooh. Well, I need some Tyler Boyd production this week. So, oh uh, well, d- don't bank on it, dude. Come on. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make it sound exciting. Good job, dude. I'm so bummed, man. I you know me, I have Tyler Boyd everywhere. I really do. I love Tyler Boyd. I loved him coming into this season. Um. You know, I just to me he was he was he's the guy over there. I hate AJ Green, um, and I wasn't buying into T Higgins yet. But man, dude, I I actually I, I pushed too far in with the Bengals. A lot of Joe Mixon, a lot of Tyler Boyd, uh, and it's really crapping on me right now. It's like taking a big steamer. Ugh. Yeah, I just have a couple of Tyler Boyd. That's it. Uh, oh, I had a lot of Joe, I had Joe Burrow in a few leagues, so that that hurt because they were super flex leagues mostly. Yeah, well, uh, don't even get me started talking about super flex teams. Gross. Cleveland, Tennessee, uh, Titans at home. They're laying six. It's like the battle of Nick Chubb versus Derrick Henry. I feel like both teams are going to go run super heavy early on in this game. Both teams will have play action opening up for them. So then to me, it kind of comes down to... um. You know, Tannehill versus Baker Mayfield. And if that's the case, I mean, I kind of have to lean Tennessee here, even though I'm just, you know, I don't like, you know, dropping six. But and I love Cleveland. I just I can't rely on Baker here. Yeah, I'm going to take Cleveland getting the six, uh, even though I like Tennessee. and I like what they're doing. And Cleveland has beat up on some bad teams, but Miles Garrett will be back. So I think that's. Uh, a big addition for the defense. Uh, I think this game stays pretty tight, so I'm going to take the six for Cleveland. Right on, right on. How is this over under 54? Uh, that's a great question. That is a great, great question. I mean, if you think about them being so run heavy, early, you know, early on in the game or throughout the first half, right? Like, I mean, that slows the, you know, I mean, the the game moves by super quick, and it's a uh, you know, it's it's a time of possession thing. It's not a high scoring affair. I don't understand how it's fifty four either. Yeah, I I was stunned when I saw that. I was like, what fifty four? I mean, I know the Titans' offense exploded last week and put up points, uh, and the Browns put up some points on Jacksonville. But man, uh, that just looks like a really high number since, like you said, both teams want to run the ball and eat up possession and have long drives. Uh, so that seems a little strange to me. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, almost as strange as seeing Minnesota laying 10 points to anybody either. Um, laying 10 to the Jaguars. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, again, you're, see, you're looking at two teams who want to run the ball. Dalvin Cook, James Robinson. Uh, you know, Minnesota, they, they suck on defense still. I, I don't understand why people are still buying into the fact that the Vikings are some great defensive team. They're not, um, you know, another game that's like 52 and a half on two teams who I feel like we're going to see a lot of running the ball early. Um, I mean, maybe they just think it opens up, you know, even more and it's just, they're not good defenses at all. But I mean, do you, can you, can you lay 10 being the Vikings? No, I can't. I mean, I took, when they were favored by seven over Dallas. I'm like, well, what is going on here? <laughs> so 
I know Jacksonville's situation is a little different, but, you know, they, they were somewhat competitive last week. I know there was a bad call late that got them to cover, but it's not like they were blown out. Uh, maybe DJ Chark comes back. Robinson's been great. So, yeah, I'll take Jacksonville getting the 10. Yeah. Colts-Texans, big divisional game. Texans are without Will Fuller. Uh, they're without Bradley Roby. Uh, Colts got to have to look and see how they get healthy, whether they get healthy or not um, on defense here. If the Colts defense gets healthy, if they get back uh, DeForest Buckner, if they get back, uh, if, uh, if, if Autry is back, um, I'll take the, uh, I'll lean towards the Colts uh, just because of their defense. But I mean, if not, if their defense doesn't stay healthy or doesn't get healthier, uh, it'd be a pass for me. Yeah, I think so too. I'll, I'll lean towards the Colts as of right now, especially if they are healthier on the defensive side. Uh, this is a big game for them after last week's disappointing loss. They get Jonathan Taylor back off the COVID-19 list. So uh, I lean towards the Colts right now. Are you worried about guys who come back from COVID um, that they're just not ready? They just, they lose the stamina. I mean, we've seen it a bunch, right? I mean, granted, Zeke's stuff was, you know, is is offensive line related right now. But, you know, even the beginning of the season, he didn't look like he had that burst. And I know he had that bout with COVID. Cam Newton has, you know, he struggled in the first few games coming back from it. So when you look at a kid like Jonathan Taylor, does that kind of concern you at all? No, I mean, it's hard to gauge. I mean, you what do you if you're going to be ultra cautious about it, then. What do you just sit everyone? So I don't I don't think we can gauge it. It hits everyone different. You know, some people it's really bad. Others there. It's not too bad. So um, I don't think I can worry about it. OK, do you have a lean on that? Uh, we just talked about it. you said Colts, you're leaning Saints Falcons. They meet for the second time in three weeks. Uh, Saints are a two and a half point favorite here on the road. Man, I. <laughs> I can't get a beat on the Falcons. They, they, this is like, you know, you, you know, you have teams where you just, you know, no matter how much analysis you can put into it, they're just, it just always seems to be like, you know, it goes in the other direction for you. I feel like that's the way with me and the Falcons. Yeah. Everyone always has those teams. I, yeah, I, I really can't get a great read on this game either. I can lean towards the saints, but the concern I have is Atlanta just saw Taysom Hill two weeks ago. Right. So does that change things for them? Do they have a better game plan? So I'm kind of staying away from this game now. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, your next game, which is, uh, which is your favorite. I know 65% of the time, a team that fires its coach in season, they win or win outright, or at least cover the following week. But I got to tell you, man, Detroit losing um, or they lost Shelton on the defensive line. Desmond Trufant just went on the uh, on the IR. They're still not getting back Kenny Galladay. We don't even know if they're going to get back uh, DeAndre Swift this week. Oh, he like, better play. I know he better. he better play. But what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, how have I not seen him back at practice yet? Well, he was limited. They listed him as limited but I don't think he's cleared the concussion protocol, which is find kind of ridiculous at this point. Like really? So I expect them to play, but yes, if another day goes by and we don't hear, yeah, he's cleared it. 
then I'm going to start to get worried, obviously. So Thursday, Friday, we better get good news. Don't make me wait till Saturday because then I'm going to be nervous as shit. Yeah, I, I'll i be freaking out. I'll definitely be freaking out. I uh, I would not be happy if, uh, if that happens because I, I really want to see. Like, do you have like. Do you have a feeling like here's here's my concern. My concern is that Daryl Bevel as the uh, as the interim coach, um, was it Patricia kind of keeping down Swift? Like, is is Bevel going to be like, yeah, Swift's my guy. He's going to get 20 touches. Or are we going to see the same shit that we've seen where it's like Adrian Peterson's getting a handful of carries and yo, let's get mixed carry on Johnson in there, too. Like that's I want to know what kind of an offense the freaking Lions are going to run this week. It has to be Swift. I mean, then again, coach is not logical, but I mean, it was pretty clear. You could see the big difference in the offense last week without Swift. It was eye popping, man. It was insane. So uh, if Swift is active, I think he gets the bulk of the touches and I'm not worried about it. Uh, Yeah, this is a. Tough game to figure out because Detroit just looks so bad. And I know you pointed to the coaching stuff. Then again, the Bears look garbage too. And we don't know if Hakeem Hicks is going to play. He's made a big difference. So right now, my lean is Detroit plus three. My lean as well. Um, Giants, Seahawks, Seattle minus 10 at home. Seattle's kind of going back to their rushing roots. The Boring. Giants are probably one of the best teams to cover in, uh, you know, against the spread this season. Um, but it's Colt McCoy, dude. And I just, I just can't back this offense. Like, you know, you, the Seattle brings in Carlos Dunlap, right? That helps the, the, the run. He got hurt. Did he get hurt? Yeah. I haven't seen an update, but he got hurt. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on because yeah, he made a big difference for him, for them. So are you, they said it's okay. It's not serious. Well, it's Pete Carroll saying it's nothing serious. So he could have had it amputated. (laughs) I mean, Pete Carroll thinks like every, I mean, Chris Carson was a game to time decision for what, three weeks. And then he still didn't get a full workload, man. And then he's saying, yeah, he's a little sore. We'll have to monitor him for this week. Well, yeah, of course he's sore. He hasn't played football in a few weeks and he still only had eight carries, man. (laughs) Drove me nuts. Drove me nuts. All right. Well, hopefully we'll get MRI results on, uh, on Dunlap. Um, you know, again, if it's a Colt McCoy led offense here, uh, I mean, as bad as Seattle's secondary is, I, I can't, uh, you know, I can't with in good conscience, take the giants here. I'm going to lean Seattle, but I don't like it very much. Yeah. Same here. Lean Seattle. Uh, they really need to, to look better. I, they did not look good against the Eagles. The play calling, especially near the goal line was horrific. Uh, they are starting to run the football more and let Russell Wilson pass less, which is never. I just don't understand it. And especially since Carl, uh, Carlos Hyde was not even good. That's the crazy part. At least Car- at least Carson, all right, I get it. When this guy's averaging five yards per carry, it runs the way he does. But it was Carlos Hyde. So uh, I don't like what they're doing. But I will, if I'm forced to pick, minus 10 Seattle. I'm forcing you to pick that pick, Adam. Tell me what it is. Um, all right, Rams three point favorites on the road against Arizona. We're dealing with a lot of lot of, a lot of shit going on here with Kyler Murray. Like, you know, I mean, we we obviously know he's not the same guy if he's not running the football. We we know that. Um, hesitant on passing, 
uh, as well. If the shoulder's bothering him, uh, a, a, a semi hobbled Jalen Ramsey guarding DeAndre Hopkins. You know what it is, dude? I just don't think the Cardinals are that good. Like that's the big problem here. I don't, I don't buy that the Cardinals are that good of a team. Um, you know, I mean, look at look at the 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 what they've done. So they lose to the Patriots, right? They lost to the Seahawks before that. Uh, they beat the Bills on a hail mary, right? And the and the game before that, they lost to the Dolphins. So they've lost three out of their last four. They got lucky against the Bills. Um, and Kyler Murray's banged up. Like, I'm going to lean Rams and lay the three. Yeah, I kind of feel this is a trap and everyone's going to be on the Rams. So I'm on the Cardinals. I you, completely son, you son of a bitch. I completely agree the Cardinals are not a good team. I've been saying it all year. Even when they got off to a good start, I was like, why are people anointing this team already? But at the same time, I don't think the Rams are that good either. And I've been saying that since they started – uh, by their first uh, four wins of the year or four of their first five wins were against NFC East teams. Uh, then they had uh, beaten, uh, you know, uh, the Bills. Where Remember, that Bills get – no, they lost to the Bills. That game, they were getting blown out. They made a furious comeback, and the Bills had to score late to win a 35-32. They lost to the Niners earlier in the year. I think that was a Sunday night game because I was all over the Niners in that game. But they beat the Bears. Great. Everyone does now. Uh, they lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, remember, that was the special teams defensive touchdown, and they were never in that game. Yep. They beat the Seahawks, but the Seahawks, again, have not been playing as good. And the Buccaneers, who they beat, I mean, that's a good win. But, I mean, again, the Buccaneers have shown the last few weeks, well, maybe they're not that good either. And then they come out and they lose this week at home to the 49ers. So I think both these teams aren't great. You can tell me the Rams' defense is better. Um, but I'm going to take the points here with the Cardinals. I think they they bounce back. All right. I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, Eagles, Packers. <laughs> Packers are minus eight and a half. Uh, you know, it's either Packers or nothing for me. Like, I, I, I can't in good conscience take a look at the Eagles and, and think that they are even remotely a good team. Like, I, I know that. Why not? Know, we took them last week. What's that? We took them last week and they covered, bro. <laughs> They covered the six and a half. Yes, we definitely did. Um, did they look good doing that? No. No, they didn't. They did not. Um, I know that you, you know, you run on the Packers and and you know, Miles Sanders is there, but I mean, is Doug Peterson gonna give Miles Sanders the ball? Uh, what happens when the Packers go up by two scores? Like, what's gonna happen there? I, for me, it's the Packers or nothing in this game. Uh yeah, Packers just seem so easy, which is why it worries me. That's the only concern. But yeah, I probably I would probably use the Packers money line in a parlay. What is the Packers money line? Minus three sixty. But in a parlay though, so you get something else to to, to sure, get sure. better odds. Sure, sure. I got you. That's I, I mean I used to do that a lot in the NBA season as I would take, you know, two or three favorites that I like. Maybe the money line not that high, but you know, teams that I felt strongly about, and then find an underdog getting points or an underdog straight up winner. Uh, to increase my odds. So you can do that in the NFL too. Although I was starting to do that this week and it's just like, man, like there's so many games. Like do you, you can never feel a hundred percent confidence anymore that a team's going to win as much as we want to think green Bay is going to win. Is it a lock? I don't think so. I mean, we feel good about it, but is 
I don't think anything's a lock in the NFL anymore. Maybe the Kansas City Chiefs are. Maybe. <laughs> but that's minus 910 money line. So you better find some really good stuff to get those odds <laughs> down in a parlay. <laughs> All right, so Packers money line parlay for you. Patriots, Chargers. Um, Chargers are a one-point favorite in L.A. Uh, you know, in the Westgate, it's funny. It's a pick uh for the Westgate. Yeah, this line's moving. I think the, I saw the Chargers opened up as two-and-a-half-point favorites. Oof. Oof. And the Chargers are another team that I have a hard time trusting. Oh, definitely, bro. Put it this way. Anthony Lynn versus Bill Belichick. Yeah. 100%. Right? I mean, is it simple as that? I mean, the Chargers, to me, have the better talent. If you just said, which team do you want? You're like, oh, give me the Chargers. But the reason why this line is what it is now is the coaches and the Chargers ineptitude to blow games left and right. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony Lynn, so bad. So, so bad. So I'll lean Patriots and then and, and take the point that they're giving me right now. Uh, Agree. What's that? Agree. Yeah. Denver uh, visiting the Chiefs. It's the Sunday night game. Chiefs are a 13 and a half point favorite. Um, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, I, I can't go against the Chiefs. I, I, I won't take like if, if this game were in Denver, then I'd probably take the Broncos. But it's in Kansas City. I, I probably won't. I won't bet this at all. I won't pick it in the super contest. It's just too big of a point spread for me. But I can't. I can't take the uh, the Broncos here either. Yeah, I mean, I tend to like these uh, underdogs on the divisional game on Sunday night. But you know, Drew Locke and the way this team has looked, and the Chiefs just look ridiculous right now. Uh, I would lean towards the Chiefs, but yeah, don't feel good with the number that high. No, me neither. Um, all right, Monday night action: Buffalo against the 49ers. Uh, Bills. I mean, it's it, the game's in Arizona because the 49ers don't have a home stadium anymore. Uh, the Bills are a one and a half point favorite. You know, it's kind of a tough one for me because I don't really buy into the Bills' defense all that much. And you know, I look at San Francisco, and I don't love San Francisco, but you got back Mostert. You got back Debo Samuel. You're going to get back Ayuk. I don't like Nick Mullins, but the offense is starting to get a little healthier there and can put some points up on the Bills. The question I think is, is does uh, does does Josh Allen come out uh, you know, and, and have one of his good games, or does he have one of his not-so-good games? Um, I don't really, I mean, if, if I'm leaning here, I'm leaning the Niners and the points, but I don't really love this one either. Yeah, I like the Niners here. I wish that line was three. Would feel better about it, but they're one of the most well-coached teams considering everything that they've had to deal with this year and all the injuries. The fact that they're five and six and still alive uh, is a pretty big testament to Shanahan. I mean, look at the stretch of games that they just lost. The Seahawks, Packers, Saints. I mean, those are the top teams in the NFC. Then they come out and beat the Rams. Uh, who they've beaten twice this year. So, yeah, I and the Bills, you know, they've been kind of up and down. I mean, Josh Allen did not look good last week. Uh, we know that his splits without John Brown aren't great. John Brown will be out because he's on injured reserve. So I'm going to take the 49ers here. Beautiful. Wow. Jeez, I don't know if I want to agree with you here. 
Uh, the other game on Monday, the Steelers hosting the Washington football team. Uh, it's a seven and a half point spread here. Steelers is it are, seven and a half? I thought. It, oh wow! So it moved. I thought it, I saw a ten earlier. Wow! I'm looking at the Westgate right now, and and the card says seven and a half. So it yeah, because it's not on DK. I'm gonna check FanDuel Sportsbook. But yeah, I saw the other day. I was looking early because I was like, oh, I like Washington a lot. I love Washington. Even with seven and a half, I like Washington. Yeah, because um, Pittsburgh again another short week. Um, the pressure is going to start to build about, you know, being undefeated. They're probably going to get asked that a lot. Um, I think they're a better team, but yeah. And Washington, remember Washington hasn't played since Thanksgiving. So extra time too. Um, and they play pretty well defensively. So yeah, they can keep it close. Uh, I would take the points. I don't see it on FanDuel yet either or DK. All right. Yeah. 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 And then finally the Tuesday night game, uh, Ravens hosting the Cowboys, uh, the Westgate's got it at nine and a half right now. Ravens are laying nine and a half to Dallas. Yeah, take the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see though, like because uh, Jimmy Smith got hurt in the game. Uh, Peters got hurt, so uh, COVID too. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson can be back, from what I understand. Right? I think he's eligible to return that day. Yes, he is eligible to return yeah. that day. And then Dobbins and Ingram will be back. So it's a huge game for the Ravens. You know, it's six and five, and Dallas without the offensive line, it's going to be a problem uh, against that Ravens team. So again, still we got you know about a week to make that decision. But my early lean <laughs> Isn't it is amazing. Uh, We've got about a week to make that decision. Still crazy. I mean, even next week's going to be a little different because we have two Monday night games and, and a Tuesday game. So once again, things will be pushed back next week. Oh wait, but. Oh wow! So we have a Thursday game next week, though, right? Um, yeah, I'm I assuming. Believe, yeah, I well, let me we see. do. Yeah, that would be what week thirteen. What is it next week? Uh, week fourteen, it would be. No, week thirteen. Oh well, yeah, yeah. This is week thirteen. You're right. Yeah. Uh, week New 14. England again at the Rams. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wow, <laughs> well, doesn't that gonna, sound like a barn burner? It's going to be a quick turnaround, then uh, once again. Yes. <laughs> at least this week, you know, there's no Thursday night game. Which you know, allows us time to make our lineup decisions and everything. But yeah, that's uh, going to be, we go from Tuesday to Thursday next week. It's going to be a very tough turnaround. No doubt about it. All right. Well, there you go. Some early leans on some lines. Uh, you know, we've, t- we've talked waivers with you. I guess uh, I guess uh, we can, we can take a nice easy night here tonight. By Adam. the way, what? real quickly, man. <laughs> The Steelers and Ravens are going to be like in prime time every damn week going forward. So we just saw them, right? Once yeah. again, next week, Steelers are Monday night. Ravens are Tuesday. The following week, the Steelers play the Bills Sunday night football. I don't see them flexing out of that game. You know, the two good teams in the AFC. So I don't see them flexing out of it unless there's Pittsburgh fatigue. But looking at the rest of the slate for that week, I mean – the Chiefs are on Sunday Night Football this week. Would you flex the Chiefs-Dolphins? Probably not. Vikings-Bucks, if the Vikings... I don't think they flex out of Steelers-Bills, uh, right? I don't, I don't think so. And then, the, and then the Monday Night game that week? Ravens-Browns. Listen, as long as the Steelers are still undefeated, they'll have them in prime time every time. And I can't fault them for not... Uh, Steelers-Bills, I mean, that that's a good game. 
yeah. two, two top teams in the AFC. But then the Ravens are also another Monday night football the following week, Ravens-Browns. <laughs> yeah. So Ravens are like the prime time and the Steelers too. Just like we're going to see so much of those teams over the next few weeks. I'm afraid to look at the following week. Week, week 15, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati is the Monday night game. Oh my goodness, bro. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm totally serious. Baltimore oh. plays the Jaguars uh, on Sunday during the day. Wow. So, my, they couldn't set this up any better for the Steelers and their pursuit of perfection. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know what could happen week 16? They flex them. I doubt, uh, Steel, Steelers Colts. It's not, it's one o'clock. The Sunday night game that week, though, is Green Bay Packers, which is pretty, could be a pretty good game. Yeah, and remember definitely. also the networks get to protect. Uh, the, so I'm assuming they might protect CBS will protect Steelers Colts. Either that or Jets Browns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely don't want to lose that game, right? I mean that's that's going to be the big. One. I mean Rams Seahawks are a game. I mean Wa- Washington Carolina. Nah. <laughs> Rams Seahawks that that week though. Um, you know, especially if it's division implications, maybe they flex that. And then Bills Payton. Really, Damn. I'd be I'd be stunned to see them take Derrick Henry versus Aaron Rodgers out of prime time. Uh, probably. I mean, it depends. I mean, but then you got Russell Wilson though too. Seahawks Rams have had had a pretty good rivalry. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, if the, I don't know, it's interesting, but uh, looks like we might not get many flexes out of the Sunday night football game. Looking ahead, real quick. All right. Well, enjoy your Steelers and enjoy your Ravens. <laughs> oh boy, uh. that's nuts. That's nuts. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us here tonight at Anti Up. Big thanks to everybody for listening. Big thanks to our producer Shannon Blunt who uh, makes all the nice editing moves for us. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up, and we'll catch you next time.